This week, Cam and I get into the Halloween spirit by discussing the sci-fi horror classic Aliens with my oldest friend, Brian Aldridge. And as always, we'll let you know why this is a great and terrifying choice for The Folding List. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Folding List. We got another episode coming at you. And uh, this week, we're talking about one of my favorites, uh, Aliens. Watch this movie a million times. If you haven't seen it multiple times, I don't know what's wrong with you. You need to see this as, as many times as possible. It's an absolute sci-fi classic. And uh, once again, as always, I'm accompanied by my homeboy, um, Mr new name every week you got something new this week man i'm going back to joy bananas you know why <laughs> all right all right joy man, bananas. the many saints of newark baby Oof. i was watching that bad boy i watched it twice actually i neglected my schoolwork watched it twice got all the uh the easter eggs man, i love that <laughs> man it. like and i and uh i will say i had to text cam a little bit earlier this week because he's got me like wanting to go ahead and finish sopranos i Bro. i didn't even realize that i stopped like basically on the season finale of season five oh. and so you got a long way to go yeah yeah exactly like i had to text him <laughs> because this it was one of these moments where i, I long way emotionally you have an emotionally long way to go. oh man it was <laughs> already I mean. so like heavy and then i watched the season premiere of uh season six and i was like oh my god like <laughs> it, it's it's crazy because I was telling my sister actually recently that uh, she, cause she had never watched Sopranos and I was like, Oh, I'm going through it now. Um, she's a big breaking bad fan. And oh. so we oh, kind man. of line up on certain shows <clears throat> and I was telling her one thing about the Sopranos is that they're good about telling the other side of gangster stories, not just like what being a gangster is, but like being a gangster isn't trying to live a normal life, what that means and how that they can kind of get in the way of each other. And you'll get so used to them so, saying that family story and then something crazy happens. And that's that's why I text you. I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody like actually going back through with me. But like <laughs> it, it was I had to text you because I was blown away and you were like, yeah, yeah, I, I know. Like, <laughs> it's uh, very similar to Breaking Bad. With those crazy yeah. moments you gotta you gotta uh, finish it watch the movie because we got a lot to talk about on that too okay oh man all right yeah i'm on it i, I try and sneak it in there you know whenever i can but uh <laughs> but yeah so uh this week our uh our guest is a a good friend of mine i've actually known this dude longer than pretty much anybody else in my life uh i've i've literally known this dude since the third grade it will that we go that far back um man. so he's a He's a graphic designer by trade, but he's also a uh, an artist by trade. Uh, he's doing a lot of different things. Very talented guy. And he's also a borderline expert on uh, Geiger, who actually did a lot of the design and artwork for this movie. But uh, please welcome my homeboy, Brian Aldridge. Brian, what's up? Scenic Heights Elementary shout out. Yo. Wow. <laughs> the Scenic Heights, is that where you guys came from? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Scenic yeah, Heights. yeah, we we went to the same elementary school. I lived right down the street from the elementary school, and that's how I met uh, Travis. And uh, we went. Uh, I remember we were uh, in. Uh, uh, we weren't drumline. I was in band uh, yeah. with you briefly in middle school. Middle school and then percussion. We, yeah. We went uh, through high school together and like we've just been like best friends uh, for the longest, man. I can't really remember a time where yeah. you weren't uh, in my life, man. So Straight uh, up. that's funny. When did yeah. you, uh, like, how'd you guys meet? Like, did you just go up to each other and be like, Hey, would it be friends? Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was movies. like a playground. Type yeah, of thing. yeah. Just like, third thing, grade. The, you want to be the I green remember? ranger? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he asked me to be the black ranger. Uh, I'm sure I, yeah. <laughs> we didn't know about, we didn't mo know about microaggressions back then. Man. <laughs> right. I wasn't woke back then. So <laughs> I was a child. Um, oh, that's great. No, it's funny, man. Cause like, I remember like, like, uh, you know, just like high school there, you had your like different groups and your different course, cliques. Yeah. And then there was like kind of the group that like 
nobody really fit in or tried to fit in. Like we were just different and accepted it. So like, you know, there was like me, Travis, uh, some of the Asian kids, this one ridiculous, uh, tall, skinny white dude. I can't remember his name. He's in drumline. Um, Kenny. yeah. Yeah. And it was that group of like, who just liked, uh, cars and hip hop and rock and like didn't dress yep. a certain way didn't talk a certain way didn't really fit in with everybody except for each other and that was kind of our group yep uh, so like uh that's like that's kind of my my memory of us in childhood previous to that it's just like little bits and pieces of things but i remember like sitting at the lunch table and like none of us were the same but all of us were the same you know what i mean so like yeah, it's just kind of so, okay, Brian. I have a question for you. Yeah, this is a serious question. Does Travis have a twin brother? <laughs> and if he does, did he a kill that twin brother, <laughs> eat that twin brother, and absorbed all of his powers, or what? Because I've seen old pictures for with uh, of Travis, and I see Travis now. Those are not the same people. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. It's uh, it's funny, man, because uh, when we were younger, you know, Travis was a little uh, on the heavier side, and I got real scrawny, like to the mm-hmm. point. I remember the first, uh, like uh, the first person to tell me was Travis's mom to tell me, Brian, you look, uh, you look real skinny. Are you eating enough? And that's when I decided. That's when I started <laughs> lifting weights a lot more. Because yeah. she was like. Oh, you you're real you're real small, Brian. And it's funny because we see each uh, pictures of each other back in the day, and I'm scrawny, he's big, and now as grown people, we've like met in the middle where we're like both like in fairly good muscular shape, not overweight. Like we we, we just kind of like I was like, oh, I got bigger, you got smaller, and like now we kind of like have no, like, like very similar body type. Oh yeah, yeah. Just- just- because uh, both of us were a little heavier when we were younger, but I carried mm-hmm. that shit through college at that point because it was like I had uh, I think it was when I when I got my job at McDonald's in my like senior year of high school, I gained oh. 40 pounds working at McDonald's Man. and then McDonald's went to college in high school. Oh, Bro. yeah. I bet and you were sneaking to, all the fries. Man, I was I was <laughs> telling my sister the other day I would have two spicy chickens and two double cheeseburgers. That's a life, bro. Oh yeah. And I remember at one point I actually got uh I actually got in trouble because I had gotten very good at sticking whole chicken finger selects in my mouth at one time and eating the whole thing like super fast. You Just heard it here first, America. <laughs> <laughs> What's your manager's name? <laughs> Steven? Steven? Hey. Oh. <laughs> okay, real quick story about that. That was a crazy thing because I remember that was the first job I had ever really like, you know, I had ever applied for really. And I was in high school. I tried to get other stuff like working at AutoZone. But that obviously didn't happen. Um, but I went to McDonald's and I was having my interview with this dude and in high school, like I was just playing sports and in band and doing honors classes and AP classes and shit and all American. Yeah. Like just the, yeah, standard, I'm kicking ass in high school stuff. And the, the guy was looking at my application and all my stuff and he was like, oh man, you're doing well, man. Just keep it up or you'll end up a manager at McDonald's for the rest of your life like me. Damn. <laughs> that was real. That was, I was mean, like, he's keeping it real. He's keeping like, it real. Oh, <laughs> he's just... <laughs> Like man, I don't, I don't. Know and then you like he that. went and cried in the bathroom. <laughs> you should I look think, him up on LinkedIn, see what he's oh, doing. No. Now. <laughs> I don't remember anybody's names from back then. That was uh, umpteen years ago. I, nope, nope, nope. I don't see, I, I, I worked at a Spencer's and was all angsty and I'm like, I'm trying to be an artist. <laughs> <laughs> and I would work seasonal with him at uh, Spencer's because. Like just I would come back from school and then work there on uh, Christmas breaks whenever they whenever it was like super crazy in the mall back when people didn't have Amazon and shit. Yeah. So they they would actually have to go to the mall to buy their like silly fart gum and then like dildos at the same time. And a band shirt. (laughs) And what? And a band shirt and some keychains. Yeah, yeah. And wallet chains and I'm sure you guys see a lot of shot glass shaped like a lady. Yeah. (laughs) 
the little uh the yeah all those like sex uh toys that they have in there <laughs> yeah 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 with the little uh the edible beads that you put as like panty drawers and shit <laughs> oh yeah they had all it's, that stuff man it's funny yeah. man because like when i first got hired that was like a four foot wall and over the years it just got like bigger and bigger and bigger <laughs> we and know bigger. what the people really like hey man want. like give the people what they want obviously but uh Hey, I yeah. remember one time I was working there uh, over Christmas and this lady came in and she was like, um, she was like, oh, I'm looking for a uh, something for my husband. And I was like, oh, OK, cool. Like, what are you looking for? And she was like, well, these these uh, costumes are kind of funny. Right. And I was like, yeah, costumes are cool. Like, uh, you know, like the Christmas, the what is it? The Mrs. Claus thing. You could do that. And she was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And uh, oh, and y'all have all these all these toys, too. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we do. It's, it's Spencer's. We got all this stuff. She was like, yeah, like, what's this thing? And I was like, uh, it's a small vibrator. And she was like, oh, what what would people do with that? And I was like, I don't know. I I'd do whatever they want. They could they could use it however they want. They could put up their butt if they want to. And she was like. That that's what I'm that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for something to put on my butt. And I was like, uh, <laughs> I don't know oh, what to tell there you. There was a lady. lot of sexual harassment at that place, <laughs> all around. <laughs> Nobody was exempt. Oh, oh man, she God. probably prepared that uh, that whole spiel before she went in there to talk to you. Like, oh, he's, he's young. He'll he'll probably brush brush it over. And now that I'm thinking about it, she was probably just like in her mid twenties, maybe like or even like early thirties. But it was still just like why are you coming to this store and then asking just the person working on the floor, what can I put in my butt? <laughs> no, that's... Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. She was creeping on you, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah she was she definitely was like, creeping uh, on I could talk to this guy. This guy <laughs> right Why'd you show me? Uh, <laughs> no. I, I'm about to go I'm, on break. I'm Excuse me. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah. Please, I'm only a child. You're 22. Yes, a child. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still too young. Please leave me alone. <laughs> well, I worked there because it was like just like a laid back place. It was like kind of place like, you know, I listened to a lot of like alternative music still do. I love metal um, kind of uh, at the time it, you would call it underground hip hop, um, like any of the weird stuff. And I was uh, it, it had good music. You didn't have to wear a uniform. Everybody was laid back. Yep. It was just a fun place to work. No, and cool. I just like ended up working there um, through uh, I, I took a break from uh college because i originally wanted to go for marine biology and then i got into college and figured out it's really hard uh so <laughs> engineering with me buddy yep. yeah i was like because I, I wanted to be that guy like you see those videos of those guys like swimming with sharks and in the cages and taking videos like i wanted to study sharks specifically because I, I really liked them like it's one of my favorite animals but um uh found out that was really difficult and uh i was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna make a lateral move and get my two-year degree and so i went to pensacola uh junior college and now it's called pensacola state college got my two-year degree um and uh took a year off and then i got into graphic design program there and i just worked at spencer's because it was literally right across the street and uh i could like just pick up my backpack, go over, do my schoolwork, come to work. It's like really easy, laid back. And like, um, that's how I got into uh, graphic design is I started at uh, PJC and transferred into Savannah College of Art and Design. So that's pretty dope, man. So like, what's your favorite genre um, of movie? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, uh, Somewhere between like uh sci-fi and horror which is why this franchise is perfect for me yeah. um i actually like I, I would say that alien like the first one is one of if not my favorite movie period really? yeah. Okay. yeah because um like it's just such a good blend like people like uh, uh people remember it as sci-fi you go back and watch it and the first one is a straight slow burn horror movie with science fiction like aesthetic yeah and with such a good like creature design and then 
fast forward to this movie, Aliens, it's like an expansion on that into yep. like action horror, but it's just like such a good world and such a good like creature that it's just it was like something else. Immediately I I knew and um and we can go into that my my Geiger knowledge and and all that. Um, oh, for sure because that's what I was saying earlier is that you're almost an expert on uh, on Geiger and Geiger is, was the is I guess just the character design environment design like almost the entire look of the the xenomorph with the actual alien in the movie mm-hmm. um, just for the audience if you aren't nerds like us and know that already um, but but yeah like he designed all of that and it's. It, I, without him, I don't think it would be the movie that it is now. Like, I don't think it would. I don't think it would be near as special because it might. It, if anything, it would have been something like Cronenberg type stuff, like from The Thing and uh, those type of character design, where it's just kind of like gross and weird. Or I'm sure some kind of like clean, smooth alien, like like they have been forever. Mm-hmm. Um, the big so, heads and the giant eyes and the skinny little scrawny yeah. bodies. Yeah, exactly, yeah. man. Like that's not, that's not terrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Not intimidating at all. Yeah, but he's just like here. I, th- I think Geiger was like, uh, so would you like my nightmares? Maybe would you like? Would you want those? Because I'm yeah. Go, please, Brian, uh, give us some 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 of the deep knowledge on Geiger so we can oh, know. Wait, okay, first, so first, Brian, I have a question. Go ahead. Go ahead. How many aliens do you think were in this movie that died? Do you think it's more than two? <laughs> How many got capped? Uh, yeah. phew, man, I don't know, man. Because like, there's there's the scene where they're actually like throwing down with them and mowing them down. Um, but the hallway scene, yeah, like the hallway because- scene. Oh, and then there's the the queen's lair scene. I don't know, man. There's <laughs> at least like. A dozen and a half aliens, not counting the eggs. Yeah. We, should, like, we should make a drinking game of that one day. Oof, Ooh, no, because uh. even <laughs> that, like, just the hallway scene alone, when they're like, they're all coming down the hallway and they've set up these uh, these auto guns that just shoot anything that's moving down the hallway, and you just watch them all go from like five hundred rounds to zero, and it's this real interesting scene where you don't see much of the action but you get to see like the faces of the military and and ripley and all of them just kind of watch the number and their defense just like tick down like oh 150 bullets left 25 bullets left and it's gone and And the alarms and everything like that was brilliant editing by the way straight up yeah fantastic editing like the horror in that but yeah, okay. Well, it I'm does sorry. it does what good horror does, which is like it doesn't give you too much of the monster to where it's like just like assaulting you visually. It gives you like what they're like. It gives you the expressions and the emotions of the characters reacting and realizing like slowly but surely like. Oh, we're like fucked no matter what we do. We're all going to die. Now, yeah, like, oh, shit. And um, so, like, uh, to give you, like, some some Geiger knowledge. So, um, H.R. Geiger was uh, really the first dude that I found, like, I remember when I was a kid on my own. Because when you're in school, you learn about Leonardo da Vinci, Pablo Picasso, Salvador Dali, all that. Because it's just basic art history. Although, like, Impressionists art and stuff like that. Um, And -hmm. when I learned about surrealism, I was like, this is really cool. I just like, you know, the idea of being subversive. But then I found Geiger, who... Obviously, nobody's going to teach a kid Geiger because when you see what he makes, it's like, oh, (laughs) if Salvador Dali really liked black metal and genitals, that's what it would be. Because, like, I I remember seeing, like, his stuff. And as a kid, I'm just like, oh, this is crazy. And then I go back and look at it as an adult. I'm like, there's a lot of penises and vaginas that I didn't notice. A lot of phallic energy in here. Oh, man. It's very sad. But so I found out like about Geiger and who he was, and he has this huge body of work that not a lot of people recognize. Like, like they see the alien, and you could tell when something is Geiger, 
but there's a whole book called the Necronomicon that he made, not the Evil Dead Necronomicon. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he has this whole book. book. And what the alien for these movies is, is it was a creature that was based off of an earlier drawing. Because all of his stuff is airbrushed. I don't know if people know that. Like all oh, of his work that. is cool. airbrushed. That's why that's, that's another why reason why it's like so that. crazy. And it's, it looks awesome. very like gradiated. Very this atmospheric. Before, and, yeah. yeah it, this is before Photoshop or any, any of those tools. And so there was an earlier drawing of where it looked like a little more human. Uh, it had like the dome head thing for sure with like the skull in it, but it had like human lips and like human arms. Ooh. And it was this real weird thing. And uh, uh, I think they got a hold of him. And they were like, we want you to design like this creature. And he refined that into the Xenomorph. And yep. consulted on like the design of like, well, this is what the ship would look like. And this is blah, 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 because Geiger, he suffered from unless I could be wrong about this, but he suffered nope. from night terrors. Yep. And that's why his um, art is so dark is because he just woke up and painted like I, I'm going to paint my night terrors. And that's yep. why his is so weird. And like people don't realize like even stuff that isn't geiger has been directly influenced by geiger and alien as a franchise so like the zerg from starcraft the bugs that you know creep and and like uh, that biomechanical creep that comes out hmm. like that's all based based on the original xenomorph and Crazy. for aliens uh cameron and team just took that slow burn one alien stalker horror movie thing and they were like let's build this out into a world and make it action oriented and like make it more like an insect hive thing. Right. Yeah. Which you slowly find out through the movie, like to what extent, because when they're going down and trying to rescue um, the miners, they see all their um, lips on the map and they just go into that biomechanical um, uh, creep that yeah. is in there it's like silicone like that's a, again all a geiger yeah they said it was uh i never heard them so they said it was like secreted resin yeah so um yeah. so it just like it they just mold into the walls like their hive and like an environment that they that they can thrive in because we didn't really talk about the plot of the movie but it's 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 pretty simple in the sense that Ripley was in the spaceship, in the original spaceship, in the original movie, um, where there was one alien that burst out of someone's chest after they found the the face hugger on a planet. Um, and that one alien ended up killing the entire crew to where Ripley had to uh, explode the spaceship in order to kill it. But also, like, it didn't die. So she had to, like, get it sucked out of her escape hatch and then once she did that, she put herself in like a cryo sleep. Her signal was never found. Her rescue signal was never found. And then she was only happened upon by a deep space ship 57 years later. So Ripley is now in aliens. Ripley is now uh, woken up on this new giant spaceship. Um, she doesn't recognize it at all because it is decades later. Um, and this uh this team i forgot the uh what's this guy's name the the one like business dude uh burke played by paul paul riser um he lets her know like oh your your daughter's dead like this is something that you're just gonna have to deal with real fast and then uh we're just gonna kick you back out we're gonna blame the spaceship being destroyed on you and then we're just gonna like let you go work on another ship she goes to work and then they ask her hey We've lost contact with one of our terraforming uh, colonies, and uh, it was on the planet that you went to. Uh, we need you to go back down there with the military team and check it out. And obviously she's like, first of all, fuck you, no. <laughs> and, and second of all, why would I go back? I have nothing out there. They convince her to go back uh, through a bunch of different ways, and she she's helping out the team. 
this uh, military team, uh, what are they? What are they called? Uh, space Marines, Colonial spa- Marines. <laughs> yeah, Colonial <laughs> Space Marines. Yeah, so they're they're just like a group of these like badass people, um, and they're supposed to all go check out this place. They get down there and they realize the entire colony is gone, and the only thing that's there are these xenomorphs, all of these aliens. So obviously. Like I, there was there was moments in this rewatch because I, I haven't really sat down and watched in a long time, especially in HD. It still looks fucking great. Um, but the the fact that like all of their weapons, I forgot they handed all of their ammo to the rifles to the one guy. And then they accidentally like in all the chaos of the aliens attack and they just like burned him with a flamethrower. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Like, that's why all of the, they don't have any ammo. And then all of that one ammo bag exploded and killed like two other Marines. So it was like this one plot device that put them in this terrible position to where they have no ammo, no no ship to leave this crazy planet that they're stuck on where all of the original colonists are dead. And then uh, and then what is it? They like half the teammates die. So they're already down in numbers. They don't have all these different things. And now, of course, Sigourney Weaver playing uh, the lead protagonist, Ripley, she's got to <clears throat> she's got to lead these people to safety and save everybody again, which is, you know, it's a fucking great movie. Like I I've watched this movie so many times, like um, just like a lot of these other movies I've seen a million times. This one, it was always Aliens robocop and terminator 2 i watched those movies on repeat so like i i loved james cameron i get oh i didn't i guess i didn't really thought about that part of it is that two of those movies were james cameron yeah um but uh but yeah so like it was just like two like great james cameron movies and then fucking robocop right in the middle i would watch all of those over and over and over well, let Super me ask violent. you this, man. Did uh, you do realize that the that aliens is an allegory for the Vietnam War, right? No. Did you do you haven't watched it? So they go there. They're going into the situation of rescue people. Um, they have the incompetent leader who's like who they don't respect because he's an officer who can't really lead. They take their ammo and stuff away like mid mission. It all goes to shit. Like they have to get out of there. Like. It, when you watch it as like an allegory for like the hmm. Vietnam War, like a lot of it makes sense because um, there's like some like clear parallels. And I read that years ago in an article and I was like, oh, man, like that's that's kind of brilliant, Damn. actually, yeah, um, because, you know, you have yeah. these cocky colonial Marines and oh, what's his name? Um Oh, game over, man. Oh, like, man. Yeah. Bill, it up. Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. R.I.P. Bill Paxton. <laughs> Straight up. What do we do now, man? You know, yeah, he was like, just, when he, when he he's just that. hamming it up and he's so, uh, so good. Uh, and, but that's how it was, man. It's just like, ooh, yeah, uh, ooh, rah, fuck, yeah. Like, let's go, like, kill some bugs. And then, of course, like, they have no idea what they're getting into. So they get fucked up immediately. Yep. Straight uh, up. And then they, then it just like all goes to shit. Yep. So, but yeah, I I was kind of the same way, man. I put this franchise like RoboCop is a good one, but I always put this one up there with Terminator and Predator. Um, mm. And you know, oh, yeah. later you had those shitty Aliens versus Predator movies, which were Oof. like like ooh yeah can't even talk about this but um like they're they're kind of in the same vein as like those are also franchises that started off as like small scale almost horror movies but like they were creature movies and then they got expanded into like bigger action movies predator 2 was and didn't age so well terminator 2 was one of the greatest action movies of all time and alien it's not quite as good as t2 but it's up there man like it's like people forget that like a lot of what they think about alien the franchise comes from this movie like uh ripley being a badass because in the first one she just escaped and this one she's like okay teach me how to shoot these guns i'm gonna go in here and rescue this girl i'm gonna fuck everything up i'm gonna be a badass like that's where this comes from the eggs and like the hive like that's where this comes from the queen alien comes from this the first one was just the single alien stalking everybody on a ship 
slow burn dialogue heavy movie this was like not that this but, was a a whole new world man a whole new yeah. world and actually on that note let's go ahead and take a break and we'll be right back to the folding list Are you heading back into the office after working from home all this time? Or do you need something to stuff down that road rage on your way to work? Or are you just looking for more podcasts to listen to in your headphones so you can drown out your coworkers' awful taste in music? Well, look no further. The Folding List is hitting you with new episodes on Friday to kick off the weekend and help you find that movie to throw on while you're just hanging out. And if you're looking for in-depth reviews and discussions about film in general, the movie dogs have got you covered. They'll let you know what's worth watching and what's worth watching at your own risk. Between these two podcasts, we've got you covered. Hit subscribe, like, and follow on your favorite podcast platform. And while you're there, hit us with a pretty good review. It all helps and we definitely appreciate the love. All right, welcome back to the folding list, and uh, we're we're definitely right in the middle of talking about uh, talking about aliens, this classic classic James Cameron movie, and like I even and like speaking of you know just like old school James Cameron, like the reason why uh, Bill Paxton and well the re- reason why we see Bill Paxton in a lot of different James Cameron movies is because they're actually close. Like they were very close. You know what I mean? Like they they've known each other for a very long time. Bill Paxton's actually one of James Cameron's closest friends or was one of James Cameron's closest friends. And I remember when he said uh, when we were my and I were watching it and he was like, uh, game over, man, game over. Like when he said that, she looked at me and I was like, yeah, yeah. Like that's where this is from. That mm-hmm. that thing that you've heard quoted a million times. Yeah, that's it's from this. And like, I, I think it's people don't I didn't realize that about Bill Paxton until I was much older is like how well he just kind of fit into whatever James Cameron was doing. Like he he crushed it with this. He crushed it in like his little role in Titanic. Like he's he's been in a lot of different things or or he's been at least close to James for a long time to the point where uh, James Cameron actually told him the idea for Avatar, I think during Titanic, or it may have been True Lies, because Bill Paxton was in both of those, right? He was in Twister too. I didn't realize oh. that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, of course he was in Twister. Yeah, man, that's man. that's another good one. Oof. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman was in that too, man. Oh, R.I.P. <laughs> again. Philip yeah. Seymour Hoffman. Oof. Oh man, yeah. Man. He was awesome in that. Yeah. Yep. No, like. Uh, uh, Cameron is so good at just making like these like bigger scale like action movies, but also like his movies have good characters in them. Cause like, can we talk about the, like the multitude of characters in aliens? Because I oh, feel yeah, like, because first of all, uh, one of the main Marine dudes is Kyle Reese himself. Uh, I forget that oh, dude's yeah. name. Um, but, uh, uh, so from he's Terminator in that from the, from the first Terminator. Also yep. James Cameron movie. Mm. Um, you had, uh, the, 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 uh, kind of slimy corporate dude that you mentioned. Paul that Reiser. Can, yep. Paul Reiser. Uh, you had the, the, um, drill sergeant guy who was, a uh, Oh, I love the core. Every meal yeah. is a feast. And, <laughs> And of course, and like um, yeah, that dude. Yeah, uh, Vasquez by the hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Vasquez, who's like the first shot of her is doing pull-ups, and Bill Paxton's character is like, "Hey, Vasquez, you ever get mistaken for a man?" She's like, "No, do you?" Like they're all like they have so many good characters, and then there's what's his name, who was also in the first Terminator. Um, Michael the uh, android. Um, uh, I forget this dude's oh, name. Uh, Michael, uh, I had it pulled up. Uh, Lance Henriksen, is, is that, that him? Like, he Lance played that Henriksen? part so well because, like, you know, Bishop, you know, right? Yeah, Bishop. Because yeah, yeah. in the previous one, uh, Ripley's like suspicious of Bishop because in the previous one, Android tried to murder her, but he does yep. this good, like, such a good job of playing the Android so straight that you mm. don't know. Even at the end, when the ship is gone, you're like, "Oh, did he abandon her?" But then he comes back. You're like, "Oh, okay, Bishop's actually yeah, good." Yeah. So like, you're on the edge the whole time. Like, anytime is you're like, "Okay, when's this? When's this Android gonna pull some real sneaky shit?" But he never does. He turns out he's actually good. 
Damn, man. So he does that really well. Um, like everybody in this movie, like plays their part super, super well. And all the characters like that are written for them are great. Like, and Damn. everything like fits together so well. Like they all interact yep. so well together. Damn, and, there's an alien five. Oh, and uh, what's her name? Uh, Private Vasquez. Va- yeah. Yeah. She's uh, Vasquez. Vasquez. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Jeanette uh, uh, Goldstein. Yeah, Jeanette Goldstein. She was actually the foster mother in uh, Terminator 2. The one. Uh, oh, really? That's where I saw her from. Yeah, yep, yeah. Yep. She's oh, a wow. character actress and she she's done all these different roles, but they definitely tanned her up a little bit for. Did she uh, have her muscles? <laughs> In there? Yeah, yeah. She, uh, well, well, no, I think in they she, both she was in solid shape, but in the first in that uh, Aliens movie, she definitely like beefed up for sure for the role. Yeah, wow. she was like, yeah. she was actually like very convincing, like Colonial Marine. Oh yeah, she was great. And she played the role. She well. was badass. Yeah, um, it was when she had that like big rotator gun and shit. Her and the other blonde dude uh, were like yeah. just fucking around with a little synchronized dancing thing. Yes. <laughs> gotta the, make sure gotta make sure if they pop around the corner just real quick. <laughs> yeah. You can just make a real smooth <laughs> but but actually that gun is straight up just a uh what is it? Uh it's a steady cam rig where they basically just took the camera off and put a big gun on the end. Like it's just <laughs> a steady cam arm. I always wondered like what Okay, is you it? strap this to your body. Does that increase its tactical advantage? It would just take the. It would just make it easier to move, just like a steady cam. It, it would just keep mm. you steady and still. It kind of makes sense, honestly, because what like what, like a what gun is that big giant one where it has like the the two. Uh, stands on it so you can lay down and shoot it because you can't stand up and shoot. Oh yeah, it's like fully yeah. like those fifty cal machine guns and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. same like, principle. Um, I got you. Instead of it being like all on your shoulders and biceps to hold, you could at least like put it kind of on the steady camera so it was more on your back instead of your arms, which I'm sure helped during the filming of this movie. They had to they they were whipping those things around. They look legitimately heavy. Like I can't yeah. imagine they weren't. The designs well, were had, great on that. You had the, like, the equipment yeah, uh uh like the the pulse rifle, which the sound design for that is amazing. It's like, I still remember <laughs> that noise of like the gun, like going off. It's been in all the video games and everything. Yep. Like if you hear that, you know, that's the gun from aliens yep, because, um, like it was just like such a, like sound design real crazy. Like when you just like nail a particular sound that oh, nobody's yeah. like really heard before and mm-hmm. then they associate that like with that, um, but yeah, I mean, like, and all the art design, like, even like besides the Geiger stuff, like, was really good. Everything mm-hmm. was just like so, like, dark and dank. Like, that's what I was saying. Like, stuff that has been like made since then has influenced it, whether they know it or not. So, like, you have like Doom, um, the video game, and oh, yeah. um, right. uh, uh, the Zerg from StarCraft, uh, like uh, Dead Space, like, all this stuff is like kind of based off of Alien Universe and Geiger aesthetic. So, like, um, Brian, uh, do you think that um, Blade Runner and Alien? Um, are in the same universe. What's your opinion? Ooh, you know, I, I think they don't, are personally. You know, it's funny because in Alien Resurrection, which we can get to that, but <laughs> in that one, like, because it, it's hundreds of years in the future, and they're like, "Oh, where's the ship headed?" And they're like, "Well, in this event, it auto reroutes to Earth." And Ron Perlman care Ron Perlman's character goes, "Earth, oh, what a shithole." Mm. So maybe because Blade Runner. That did not look like a pleasant version of Earth. It looked like it was just like a smoggy cityscape, oh, yeah. hellscape of Earth. So <laughs> maybe, maybe, uh, maybe they land and the replicants are uh, are actually like the uh, the perfected versions of the androids. And the- oh yeah, that's very that's true. What, that's what I think. Yeah, I think that they're uh, just a, a new version of the Tyrell Corporation. Uh, you know, replicants. Uh, I've never I've never thought about that. Like, it's. Uh, I don't know. Like, it's interesting because like you were saying, Brian, like this aliens built the world of the Xenomorph and all of the aliens and all that kind of stuff. 
And then you have all of the deeper things like the comic books and stuff. Like I remember even as a kid. Oh, I had an Aliens comic book for sure. Because they they had the whole run of Alien versus Predator. Because that that whole comic book run was super cool because you had. Also a super good arcade game back in the day. Just definitely. Wow. Awesome. Because like. The aliens, I I think they came back to Earth, right? Like they got to Earth and started infecting the planet. And then you had like the regular, you had like Marines and people fighting them on the planet to try and like stop them. But you also had the the face huggers getting on other animals. So you saw like, I remember vividly seeing like a xenomorph gorilla at one point and they did like a a panther like that a dog they have see all that's what these... i want to see in like mm-hmm. new alien movies yep. like because the first one was great second one expanded the world and then all the sequels just trashed it it was just Straight like you, you blew it like why aren't there animal xenomorphs on earth like why isn't this like a jurassic world type situation where it's like oh mm. shit they got out and now they're like infecting everything and instead they just like they made it smaller. And they made then... it smaller and like, like, so the behind the scenes for Alien 3 was really fascinating to read about because it was just such a disaster. Like David Fincher couldn't even fix it. Like he went on to make amazing movies after that. Yeah. But even he's like, trust me, nobody hates this movie more than me. Damn, and then like imagine. Alien Resurrections was like dumb and watching it like, uh, now it's like okay it's corny it's not good but there are some good elements like there are some elements they took from aliens and made it like at least kind of a fun movie but they threw in like a lot of comic relief and like it just didn't really work uh prometheus was like a good like kind of in universe prequel there's like a lot of plot holes and like like there's some like problems with the writing um but Otherwise, like I was like, okay, I like I enjoy this movie, like it's whatever. And then Alien Covenant was just like a trash Ugh. fire of a frustrating, boring, almost Man. intellectually offensive movie. If you know anything about Geiger, and like, I do not recommend that for the full list. Not watch that movie. <laughs> I like this is for so, me actually. Yeah. <laughs> somebody, somebody made a good point, and they said, "You see the Xenomorph in broad daylight." When's the last time you saw Batman running around in broad daylight? <laughs> you, which makes sense. It's like if you saw Batman at the beach chasing down the Joker. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, what yeah. the fuck? Is- Old Adam West Batman. Yeah. He's insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just ch- with a big ass bomb just what running bomb. down the street. <laughs> with his anti shark repellent. Yes, shark yeah. repellent. <laughs> Robin coming out and like his thong and shit. Yeah. Hey, man, you know what I'd never leave the house with? Shark repellent. I yep. never leave the house without it because you never know. <laughs> Especially in Florida, man. Yeah, well, always, yeah. Uh, yeah, all three of us are from Florida. Oh, weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, Zoom's right about to crash. <laughs> Florida mans. Yeah, call it Membership Florida mans. canceled. Plural. I think the FBI is here, man. What the? Uh, it must be up to something. Too many, too many people from Florida gather together, and it's never good. Shut it down. Bad, just shut it all down now. <laughs> hit, hit a big red button on the wall. <laughs> uh, another thing about the sound design: that alarm from the original. Uh, I've heard it sampled in. Like one of my favorite metal bands, like actually samples oh, the noise, like nice. from the Nostromo, like the countdown noise. I was like, that's another good piece of uh, like uh, sound design. Like I in my sound design class at one point, like, it, you know, like when you when you start paying attention to it, a lot of this stuff is it's genuinely impressive in a lot of different things. But we when we were watching it, we were watching uh, Aliens we were paying attention to the sound design. Like you said, it was, it's genuinely good, especially Mm -hmm. in the, I don't know if it's different in the director's cut compared to theatrical, but it's genuinely good. And at, um, it's, it's important because, uh, my professor showed us one time, he was like, have you all ever seen the original trailer for star Wars? And we were like, yeah. And he's like, have you really? Because if you have, you would remember that they didn't have any of the laser sounds like the the lightsaber stuff figured out the explosions none of it they didn't have any of that stuff done so if you go back and watch the original trailer for Star Wars it's it it seems like it's going to be a super trash movie like 
one of those like bad Flash Gordon ripoff type things. Oh yeah. And, and Harrison then they Ford fixed the sound design. Harrison Ford was in the great. theater when the trailer played, and apparently when it said "coming next fall," like somebody up front uh, screamed out, "Yeah, we'll see it in uh, the used movie bin the year afterwards." And he was like, "Oh shit." Like, yeah. oh, man, like everybody's going to hate this movie. <laughs> Mark Hamill showed up to set and watch, was watching all the costumes. Uh, everybody costumed up and ro- walking around. He was like, well, you know, there goes my career. Uh, you know, I, I guess I'll do this movie. But I guess, you know, uh, this is it. That's uh, it. And then it ended up being like the biggest movie ever. Period. Yeah. But the fun, you know, there's another thing, man. Um, If you go back and watch the original first Alien trailer uh nowadays trailers are kind of like uh designed by committee but back in the day the director also directed the trailer so when you go back Mm. and watch the first one there's like no dialogue it's that like it's the (laughs) alarm sound like the Mm -hmm. and that like creepy like like kind of sound and like flashing (laughs) images and it's genuinely scary. You're like, what the fuck? Like they don't make trailers like that anymore. No, you just get get the teasers like like that now, but like you don't get like the full trailer. Like you, this is all you get before the movie. Yeah. Like you you either get the teasers or you get the full movie. Oh my God. I'll I'll never (laughs) forget. What was that? What was that fucking movie? What, Terminator? Um, they, oh, Terminator. Yeah, we, yeah. I, I, Terminator I don't Salvation. Even when they ruined the twist with the trailer. <laughs> I watched that so movie and I was like, movie. they set this whole twist up and just <laughs> completely threw it away before the movie came out. Like, if you hadn't seen the trailer, you'd be like, oh, shit, he's actually the Terminator. Nope, just gave it away. Yep, immediately. I was like, man, it could have been so much better. And, you know, I thought that was an okay movie. It was fine. You know, it was like a good good expansion of the universe. I don't know, know why people hate on that movie. But uh, what, the most recent Terminator movie? No, Salvation. The, the one oh, with Christian Bale. Oh, Salvation. Yeah, yeah, no, the recent ones I've, I've, I won't even watch because I hear like, it's don't. Not worth Just it. don't. It's nah. like cool action scenes, but trash. In the last one, they shoot John Connor like within the first two minutes of the movie. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I read the synopsis. I was like, <laughs> what are they even doing? Like, they're just high on cocaine. Like, I don't know. For this one, yeah. John Carter dies right after the event of T2. T2 didn't even matter. Those special effects were probably some of the best special effects that I've ever seen. Yep. Because they used, yeah, they used body doubles and they used like their the de-aging technology. And everyone's face was completely CG. Everybody was completely CG. It's um, it's crazy. I was telling Brian that uh, off mic, like it's the f- the action sequences, like how everything looked. It honestly felt like Terminator Two. It looked like Terminator Two. Mm-hmm. It was just the plot made absolutely no sense, and it was boring. Yeah. Like I didn't care anything about it, but the action was super dope. Uh, that's like the death knell of a movie to me it's like there's Mm -hmm. like 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 a couple of movies that a couple of problems with movies that'll just kill it right out of the gate which is like really bad dialogue like noticeably bad where to the point where either nobody talks like that or it's like (laughs) first year writing student lines or just like bad writing to set up the plot, which is the, uh, why like Alien Three was so bad, because you go back and watch it, you're like, it's just it's like doesn't really make sense in the plot. But the most important thing is is that it's just boring. You can get past bad writing and flat characters and bad dialogue if it's exciting. See Godzilla versus Kong, like that movie is just dumb, but it's stupid in the best way, which is like. Here's what's going on in the characters, but you don't really care because here's a giant lizard and ape fighting and demolishing a city (laughs) and aircraft carriers are blowing up and there's the hollow earth is real and Godzilla drills down. You're just like, this movie's (laughs) absurd. I I need to watch it again. I haven't seen it since it came out. I knew it was going to be absurd when the post opening credits scene opens with a cybernetics factory in our hometown of Pensacola, Florida. I was like, yeah. I'm in. Let's do this. Looked, Let's go. It like it's going to be so dumb. It always yeah. looks like Hawaii. Whenever they put Pensacola <laughs> and stuff, it like they did it in contact. They were like, 
we're on Pensacola Beach. It looked like it had palm trees all on the water. Like, no, nothing close to that. And is this that one a, had is like that a super... fat Samoan man playing the ukulele. This is not Pensacola. This is not no. what I. I knock her up around this. More like cheeseburger in paradise. <laughs> oh, cheeseburger yeah. in paradise. My, my uncle was a huge fan of Jimmy Buffett, and oh boy, don't don't get me started on that. But yeah. like, even like a lot of people look at like the first Alien, they're like, well, it's kind of boring, but. Like they don't understand like tension and even this, even in aliens, like there are some mm-hmm. parts when it's slow, but they're on this planet in this mining operation. They have no idea when one of these things is going to like pop up. They just have these like sensor things that like sense motion. That's why it was so crazy when they welded the door shut and it kept getting closer and closer. And Bill Paxton was oh. like, they're right on top of us, man. And then yeah. they just look up and you're like, oh, shit. I didn't think about the ceiling. And then, yeah. and then, and then they're all Hicks just, pop just like down. Hicks pops his head up there with a flashlight. I would have just been like, they're up there. We need to move. Just immediately shoot grenades at head. it. Just yeah. blow, blow yeah. everything. Everything in front of me, blow it up. Set it on fire. Don't care. Just and here's how here's how good the alien creature is as mm. like a threat. So you fast forward to Newt gets taken by one. And Ripley is like, I'm going to go get her. Bishop's like, you have like minutes before there is a nuclear explosion. You, mm. you got to oh, do man. this right. And yeah. it's super tense moment. And she's down there looking for her. She finds her. Things are blowing up around her. You're like, get out of there, Ripley. And then she walks into a, uh, the lair and stops and it zooms out. You see all those eggs and you completely forget that there's a nuclear bomb about to go off because you're you're like oh they're fucked because of this now like don't even worry about the nuke yep. and then it pans over to like the queen alien and wow. you're like okay movie over they get eaten and credits right <laughs> nope yeah she just like slowly backs out and then goes badass on all the eggs and fucking but that's but that's the thing about that scene is that like if you look at it it's like she's she looks at the queen and she's like, I'll let your baby survive if you let us walk out. And the queen just kind of like backs off, like, don't kill my babies. And Ripley's like, thanks. By the way, fuck these babies. <laughs> 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 just like burned them all anyway. Man, fuck these kids, man. <laughs> the famous quote from Michael Jordan. <laughs> so I took kids. that personally. Uh, no but like and then like you think okay it's like and she gets out bishop comes back you think it's over guess what spine through the chest ripped in half there's like starts up all over again and it's like oh shit we brought the like biggest one with us now what do Mm -hmm. we do tell you what i do i'm gonna get in my forklift robot and fuck this (laughs) thing up she jumped into a damn gundam and started slowing down that was great i love a baby gundam and the the classic line get away from her you bitch man yeah like yeah it's so intense it's like a it's a feeling of like yeah uh, she's not she's not afraid of this uh giant yeah. monster alien she's like i've been through enough i'm trying to save this little girl it's over sit down yeah. that's why it's kind of important to see the director's cut because if you see the regular cut you think look I love kids just as much as the next person, but I just be like, oh, well, she got took. Let's get out of here, Bishop. Uh, I ain't going down there, man. She got took. <laughs> She's a snack right now. Um, but took. because, uh, like, she, like, got but, uh, uh, unfrozen in the future and her daughter already grew old and died, she, like, takes to Newt as an absence of that that's why she's so protective over her because she's like i'm gonna go rescue this girl we're gonna get out of here oh shit queen aliens over here hold on let me get my gundam bam 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 like and then shoots her out of an airlock again and it was almost like even more than just like i lost my daughter so i found this little girl it seemed like they had they both had a a connection in the sense that they had lost their families to Mm -hmm. the to just Basically, the aliens, because even though her daughter wasn't killed by aliens, her she wasn't able to spend her time with her because of an alien. So, like, they both lost their families to this, like, crazy fucked up monster. And I think she was just very they were connected in that way immediately. And and like 
it's like you said, the director's cut, they dive into that just like a little bit more. I actually I almost at all compared to the theatrical cut. So you don't see any of that. But and then you also don't see the little girl's family in the theatrical cut. But in this one, you do. So you see her all like clean with her little doll, her teddy bear that's clean. And mm-hmm. and she's going and she's going out there with her parents to check out this ship. Like, I don't know why their parents would bring her out. Oh, they didn't know. That guy just gave him the coordinates and we're like, go check it out, which is yeah. crazy. He's basically Burke sent them over there for bait. It's it wild. gives it a little bit of extra context that makes yep. it like a little more human, like to see mm. them go out there and get screwed over by the company, to see the mining operation up and running before it's like ruined, Very true. like to see like how Ripley lost her family and all of her crew. Uh, and then it like it just comes together a little bit more. And I understand why for the theatrical cut, they like cut things down, mm-hmm. uh, you know. But uh, I mean, because that was the whole arc for uh, the corporate dude that was on the ship, too, where yeah. he was like, yeah, we can't pull out. There's money at stake. You know, it's a potential yep. billion dollar project. Yeah. <laughs> People are this, dying. <laughs> this property is worth billions of dollars. Like, bitch, it's an alien in there. Like, no, I don't hey, want uh, this. I don't know if you noticed, dude, but a creature with an extendo mouth just like yeah. harpooned a dude's eye out of his skull. Uh, maybe we should go. But we can get Lamborghinis. <laughs> Lamborghini. A space um, Lamborghini. Have, have you seen the new Tesla? Have you seen it? <laughs> it's fast as shit. I need a Tesla. <laughs> I don't even need gas. Dude, I'm three seconds and 1.99 seconds. Just put this face hugger in this room with these innocent people. And man, like. Why did he do that? Because he's an asshole. Like, just don't big, go ahead on, little buddy. Let's yeah, just like, go. you know why? Capitalism. This movie is socialist propaganda. <laughs> they just want people to make a fair wage, but also have aliens and not have aliens in their bodies, I guess. It is your duty to put this alien in your body in your for your job oh, creators. Your <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're all a family here at Whalen Industries. <laughs> Man. Yeah, so like this, I like I said, I've I've watched this movie a million times. Like even as a kid, oh, like we when we were talking about that gun, like even as a kid, I tried to build a um like one of those movable hip guns out of two by fours. Nice. I couldn't really, I couldn't really build anything, but I like screwed three, three two by fours together. And I was like, cool, I made this gun. And I made it shoot rubber bands. And this is boring. I'm going to unscrew these pieces of wood and put this back in the garage before my dad gets upset. Travis, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah, my dad is Hank Hill. <laughs> Damn it, Travis. Travis, I told you to not be in here screwing two by fours together. I could have used them two by fours. Now pick up that propane tank. <laughs> you know, I, I remember like being a kid and having like it's it's so funny that like the, the comics like go into like this, but like I remember having different types of alien action figures of like this one was mm-hmm. like from a bull and like seeing like the comic books like now marvel uh has uh the aliens uh uh ip and they're they're gonna keep it going and she's like winged ones <sighs> and like all these like crazy Hopefully different ones like i want to see i would like for them to just anything that happens uh after aliens just nuke that continuity throw it in the trash um, and yeah. I swear to God, if Michael Fassbender shows up in one more of these things, I'm going to tear my hair out. Like I, <laughs> I oh man, swear, Hollywood like, loves Michael Fassbender. I don't know why. He's been in some bombs, buddy. He's oh, been in some man, serious been, bombs. Yeah, I mean, he was, he was the shit back in the day, but, uh, you know, I, I, I was like, uh... They hired him for Assassin's Creed. Isn't that guy supposed to be Middle Eastern? Uh, no. Oh, boy. Oh. Yeah, like the in the movie wasn't even that good. Like it, it seemed like it was like a swing and a miss, in my opinion. The, well, Prometheus was like was like creepy, and there was yeah. like some interesting lore to it. And it actually like it did what like a prequel is supposed to do, in that like it kind of presents more questions because you're like it doesn't really ever say for sure like this is where the alien came from and this is exactly who made it and how and blah. It's just like, okay, there are these like actual superhumans and they made this bioweapon, but it 
turns out it transforms things and like it set up some of those questions and i was like okay like lots of plot holes but okay and then alien covenant comes along it was like now nah, david did it and it's like what <laughs> yeah uh no he just yeah. went on this planet and um he killed everybody there including shaw and then he got bored so he just decided to make this thing it's like it's the biggest like not answer like oh just a bored android with a god complex just decided i'm gonna do this see if any uh people come around to uh uh, test this out on. Oh, what's that in the sky? <laughs> oh, <laughs> my flute. days come. So I should skip the next movie, then, is what you're saying. Oh, Basically, it's, it's, you don't have to see any more of them at this point. Because, oh. like like we were saying, uh, I, th- I feel like Prometheus, in my personal opinion, because really the movies worth watching are Alien, Aliens, um, and then Prometheus. If you really want to stay in this world. Um, yeah. Because Prometheus, like you were saying, Brian, it posed a lot of questions, but I feel like a lot of them, I feel like it kind of, you have to just kind of think about the movie for a while. I'm not saying you have to be smart in order to understand the movie, but it's just Uh, like- You just didn't get it. You just didn't get it. But no, (laughs) I think it's- it's the the questions that it did make even the the like super beings like it didn't matter who they were. It was just another version of humanity at a different point like on a different planet. I don't think it yeah. mattered like if they were superhuman or not. You know what I mean? They were just like a different type of humanoid being that mm. came to Earth with this or not Earth, but to that planet with a uh, bioweapon, like you were saying. And they didn't know what it would do. It was just like a virus. And then yeah, it just like just, did what it did. It was a testing facility. They even mentioned yeah. that in the movie. It was like, yeah, yeah, you wouldn't test this on your home planet. No, like this is like right. a lab. But, and I'll say another like little behind the scenes note, man, is I was reading about like the writing of Prometheus and they had apparently a, a screenplay with like xenomorphs, like maybe some like new proto xenomorphs, like some different types or whatever. And then for some reason they got the writer of lost on board and he changed like the whole screenplay he just like got in there start like switching things up and i was like look i never watched lost uh i had some roommates in savannah that loved it but um uh everybody who i talked to goes yeah that that really fell apart at the end something about a smoke monster i don't know but like i felt like i was like man i feel like this was a really like good solid plot uh, plot wise movie before like he got involved which we'll never know and that's only speculation but like covenant was just stupid like (laughs) like from the from the get-go i was like oh this movie's gonna be trash because like None of the scientists wore helmets. They yeah, went they, to an alien planet and just walked off the ship. No, yeah, no masks. Hey, should we get the uh, should we get the suits? No, nah, man, grab those AR-15s. Yeah. What? <laughs> and if you see any like living, if you see any living plants, put your face real close to it and see what'll happen. <laughs> and spray me in the face with a deep, chemical. Take a deep breath and. <laughs> Real, get the smell in it. Just breathe it all in. Exactly. Like, like the the ship. Uh, the, I'll just tell you this, Cameron. Um, the reason that they get stuck there is because one of the scientists gets infected, and the alien is like in one of the few cool scenes. The alien isn't bursting out of his chest; he's bursting out of his back, and it's all like crazy and bloody. So, like the other oh. scientists, like keeps the door closed and runs and grabs a shotgun and then (laughs) runs back, opens the door and steps in, slips on blood and shoots the ceiling. So then the alien gets out of the lab. So then she has to chase (laughs) it around. No, no, she's chasing it around to try to kill it. And she, they get into the cargo hold. And when she aims at it and pulls the trigger, she hits the gas tanks that happen to be right behind it, blows the whole ship up. That's how they get stuck on the planet. A scientist with bad (laughs) aim and clumsiness just accidentally goes, oops. And just that's, that's how the movie, like that's how the first act of the movie is. And it's just like, Oh no. Like dumb, dumb scientists with space shotguns. Like, why do you have shotguns in space? That's not a thing. Uh, but, but yeah, like the, the aliens, 
obviously worth throwing on whenever you're doing whatever you're doing throw that shit on it's great even Classic. if you haven't seen it in a long time just sit down and watch it like the shit is amazing it's easily one of my favorites it's obviously one of brian's favorites and cam like i'm surprised you hadn't really like run through the series yet but i'm glad you like did you wait a minute yeah we didn't even talk about that just real real fast real fast You've yeah. never seen this before? So I've seen Alien 1 and I've seen, um, what was it? Haven't seen this one, which was Aliens. Yeah. And what was the other one? Oh, Prometheus. I've seen Prometheus. Prometheus. Um, wow. I enjoy the visuals of Prometheus. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, I actually did not know that there is a sequel uh, to that movie. Yeah. Um, that came out in 2017. Yeah, like, like, I've, like Brian said, just just leave it alone. It's okay. Yeah, I was don't, like, wow, I, I kind of enjoyed it, but it was like, wow, I was waiting for the second one. And I'm like, oh, the second one came out like three years ago. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, a reason like, that there's uh, a reason you didn't hear about <laughs> you it. Didn't buddy. realize it because <laughs> everybody who saw it just went eh, and then forgot that they saw it. <laughs> yep, there's Not a whole me, though, scene because it actively pissed me off. Yep, <laughs> there's a whole scene where White Michael Fassbender plays a, a like a wooden flute he made and. Why is existence strange? It's it's opposite very... <laughs> another Michael Fassbender android, by the way. Yeah, it's yeah, Michael another... Fassbender playing the flute to himself as an android without an accent. I wonder if he got paid twice for that role. Hollywood no. was like, "Hey, Michael, we love you." You know what? I hope he got paid half. <laughs> But yeah, man, Brian, thanks for coming on, man. Do you, I know you have a lot of art and stuff. You're 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 uh, throwing your art out there. Is there anywhere that, where they can uh, check your stuff out? Yeah. So like I said, Geiger was a huge uh, influence on me. And, um, you know, my stuff isn't uh, anywhere near as weird as his. But um, you can uh, follow me on Brian underscore Aldridge uh, on Instagram. Um, I'm actually uh, working on building my library and doing a whole uh, another art um, channel called nice. uh, Aldridge Art. Nice. So, um, yeah, if you guys nice. want to check out my stuff, go to Brian underscore Aldridge on Instagram. But, uh, yeah, really appreciate uh, you guys having me on and let me uh, talk about this classic franchise that I really hope they get back on the right track yeah, or just yeah. leave alone. Because, please, <laughs> I mean, yeah. just I, I can't watch you beat another like life out of this corpse that is this franchise like I try to milk it for all it's worth just like you got one more hit in there Damn I know it. this horse ain't dead yet I'll hit it a few more times it's still twitching <laughs> but but yeah uh, it's been great talking to you Brian it's been great talking to you Cam good talks like always and uh and uh thanks for joining us and catch us next time once again on the folding list <laughs>